Welcome to the 23rd episode of the Cocktails and Culture podcast, where we enjoy some cocktails and have fun with the culture. I mean, I can apologize about these sporadic episodes, but I'll probably be even more sporadic due to being the holiday season. And at this point, if someone's going to apologize to you without any changed behavior, then that isn't a sincere apology. So I'm not going to fucking apologize. <laughs> I mean, in theory, I can. Um, I hope to do more. And just full disclosure, my husband's work schedule changed to now he has full weekends off right along with me. So my free time to just dick around a little bit, that window is shrinking. But also, and I know I say this all the time that, you know, there isn't a lot of things to talk about, but that's a hundred percent true. When there isn't a lot to discuss pop culture, I mean, I can always discuss politics, but you can go to NPR for that fucking shit. Like, I'm not going to depress you more just by giving you something that you can get anywhere else. I want to bring you something that's specific to the culture and also things that are amazingly cocktail related now i've been doing this bourbon shit super heavy but i mean now we're it's november we're in the full swing it is now happy holiday season it's a good thing and it's also a bad thing because as much as a scrooge and a grinch and a dried up raisin that i may be i still enjoy the holidays i keep gourds at my house i have a pumpkin tablecloth i like dead ass i do and i like decorating and i like everything that goes along with holidays you know all the holiday seasonal related food events and more specific the cocktails um this episode we're actually going to unpack the beauty and the simplicity of one of my favorite fall items is the sangria i love a good sangria any time of the year but specifically when it comes to fall and winter. So we're definitely going to talk about that. Also, why we need to just stop jumping into fucking Christmas. Like, okay, we can unpack that in a second, but I don't want to fucking unpack that shit right now. We'll get to that. And then also literally the poster boy for toxic fatherhood, the old rubber band man, wild as a Taliban, literally, T.I., so, um, first things first, look, I know Thanksgiving is synonymous with colonialism and, you know, just an all out extermination of, of a native people, but motherfucker, I still like Turkey. I still like, you know, football. Well, in theory, like football, like just being able to go to a family's member's house, go and eat three hours after the eat start time get shit face drunk by like seven o'clock and watch somebody have a knife fight with someone else i'm not being facetious there i have witnessed not a, a whole knife fight but i've witnessed someone pull a knife out on someone at a thanksgiving facts so i enjoy that shit christmas has its own specific identity i feel like thanksgiving is more for families because it's the time to fellowship and get together and, and just give thanks, but more specifically, eat and get drunk. Because obviously, if you have children, Christmas is about them waking up in the morning, they're opening their gifts. For a lot of you all, the, the weather is shit, so you're not eager to like jump in your car and drive somewhere. So Christmas, everyone's a bit separated. Thanksgiving is that one time we get to really just hunker down and get to the shit. 
And I, for one, want to hold hold on to that. Make Thanksgiving great again. Hashtag MTGA. There you go. Make it great again. Why not? Why are we just letting it go? Why are we letting the corporations and the system and fucking Skynet make force us into celebrating Christmas right now? I went shopping over the weekend and it's not even mid-November and every fucking store is out here selling or I'm sorry, on display they have Christmas decorations they're playing Christmas music and I have to make it a point because that's me to tell the cashiers and sales associates that this is very immoral and it's offensive like what the fuck are you doing I don't want to see no goddamn Rudolph right now fuck Rudolph right now fuck Rudolph the only person I'm going to allow right now is Frosty is because it's fucking snowing right now in a lot of parts of the country but I'm not here for it I'm never here for it you're not taking my Thanksgiving from me fuck that shit and I like Christmas. I like to watch the movies. I like to, you know, whatever the fuck. Christmas. I like getting my tree. I get a fresh tree every year. But fuck that. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about fucking Thanksgiving and fucking horns of plenty. So we're going to keep Thanksgiving. I have followers, really great people, who they already getting into the Noel spirit. And I'm like, what the? That's... It's a bit much for me. And because the main reason why they're making a push into Christmas so fast is capitalism. And that's it. They want y'all motherfuckers shopping. They're having early Black Friday teaser weekends and specials already because they want you to spend, spend, spend. Fuck that. We have the entire month of December to just go broke. Buying shit that we don't need. Let's spend this time to actually enjoy enjoy each other and drink as we much as much as we possibly can. Matter of fact, if you got money instead of buying gifts, go buy some liquor. Great segue. Okay. We're actually gonna get down to sangria. Now, believe it or not, I enjoy sangria. Sangria is like fucking wine punch. I, it's, it's so delicious. Now, sangria itself, the normal definition is that it originated in Spain. But fun fact, sangaree, sangaree, that's um, where the word sangria derived from, is a predecessor. And it seems to have originated in the West Indies and claimed by Spain because, you know, good old fashioned colonialism. Um, but the main contents in any saying, well, the original sangria is red wine, fruits, another spirit and sugar, another spirit being, you know, fucking bourbon, brandy, etc. Now the sugar to me is a telltale sign that it originated in the islands because Europe only got sugar from raping, pillaging and enslaving. So, you know, they didn't have ready sugar available off the rip to make sangria. So it's safe to assume that's where they got it was from the islands. Now, the traditional sangria is made with red wine. But honestly, to me, sangria is like a booze stew. Hashtag booze stew. You know, you could just dump in what you want and take it from there. And that's why I really enjoy a good sangria. It's because whatever you feel like putting into it and whatever you are into, you can really add it. 
that's it. You know, you can make a summer sangria, a spring sangria, a fall and a winter one just by adding the seasonal items. This is the one time where I'm not going to be a hard ass on what you use. Like normally I'm like, fuck that bottom shelf shit. Fuck this, fuck that. This is what you need. Nah. Sangria is like, whatever you feel like using, use it. It's because you're dumping so much and it's about volume as well. It's cool to be economical about it. You don't have to buy the best bottle of wine, the best brandy, the best bourbon, because it's all going into this big ass punch. It's not, excuse me, I'm drinking sangria, by the way. It's not so much. Oh, this sound is because it's in a mason jar. I'll explain that later. But it's not about, you know, the actual liquors or the or, or the alcohol. It's more it's more specifically about the other ingredients, the accoutrement. It's about the additional fruit and spices that you actually add into your sangria, which makes it really good. Now, this is, I don't know, because sangria ranges. You can have a very simple, on-the-fly, takes-you-20-minute sangria, or you can have a really in-depth, convoluted sangria that takes you three weeks. And obviously, you can taste the difference between the two, but it's still going to be sangria at the end of the day. First things first, because obviously you're wondering, okay, so how do I make a sangria? First things first, you're going to need a bottle of wine. And it also depends on how much sangria you need. If you're just making a bottle, excuse me, if you're just making a sangria for you, your homie, one bottle of wine will suffice, maybe. Um, But if you're making it for a party, you know, three to five people, 10 people, 20 people, obviously you're going to have to just adjust to how much wine you need. But if it's just you, or one or two other people, one bottle is going to suffice. Now, it's red or white. Now, this is going into a batch, so I'm not going to say a certain brand. You can go for the $3 Hala, the Winking Owl shit. You can go for the $5 California Roots at Target. Do whatever you like. Just on mix white and red. That's the only really specific thing I want to tell you is that mixing white and red is not going to work. Now, if you want to do red and rosé, cool. Maybe even white and rosé, cool. Now, as far as what type of reds or what type of whites, just don't do fucking Moscato. How about that? No, deadass though, don't opt for Moscato as a white in a sangria because it's so sweet already. And when you're adding all the fruits and everything else, you... Let's go back to season one. Hashtag no mama muscles. We don't need diabetes from a sangria. So it's good to just do a plain Pinot Grigio, a Sauvignon Blanc. Boom, you're good. Red, do a Merlot, do a Cabernet. Hell, even a fucking red blend. Those are the two specific wines. I think a lot of people, it's easier just to do a red wine. Your first time out the gate, if you're listening to this and you've never made a sangria before, get a, get a bottle of red wine. That'll work. But don't mix the red and the white like... In this situation, segregation now and segregation forever, we're not mixing whites and reds. We're not. You're going to have a fucking headache for days, okay? So, if you now the next step is you're thinking, okay, I'm making a false sangria. Now we're going to fall that motherfucker up. So, that means you add the fruits that are in season. So, apples, pears, oranges, those specific things dump those in that's why i say it's a hashtag booze stew because it's a stew of everything that you actually fucking want 
there's no real wrong way. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're going with a specific theme, if you want an apple sangria, then obviously you're going to opt for more apples. If you want a pear, a spice pear sangria, obviously it's going to be heavy with different types of pears. There are more than one specific pear, okay? So if you want to have two to three variations of a pear in your sangria, you can do that as well because that's what I've done. I did a pear sangria where I added Bartlett pears, the red pears, another pear. <laughs> it was literally three different specific type of pears, but that was the main and only fruit I added. And then I added a pear liqueur, which actually brings me to the next thing you're going to add to your sangria, which is the liqueur. The most common thing to add in most sangrias is brandy, especially in the fall sangria. When And, and when I say I'm not pressing you about brand, I mean, I'm fucking not. My go-to for brandy in my sangrias is E&J. It works. If you can find another flavored brandy, then go for it. But ENJ has regular brandy or apple brandy. That's my staple. And that shit's like $8. Like sangria, literally a big batch of a, just regular run-of-the-mill sangria is going to cost you no more than $30. That's wine, liqueur, fruits and shit included. This is the perfect thing if you're having people over for Thanksgiving. Have a sangria. Just letting that... Yeah, Thanksgiving, yeah. Uh, but as you can see in my post previously, I've made at-home triple sec. I've made my brandy, excuse me, my, um, my pear liqueur. And both of those, I use brandy in them. And I use regular whole-ass E&J. So I know I talk a lot of shit, but I'm not sipping motherfucking E&J on ice like a weirdo. I'm actually adding it as a base for something else. So that liqueur you're going to add, I'm going to go for brandy every single time. Like it's fail. It's foolproof. You can't go wrong with it at all. Now the pear, pear liqueur, and I've actually, it's going to be in my accoutrement portion of my story highlights on the at cocktails and culture underscore Instagram page. And my pear liqueur is if you can do it, if you have the time and energy to make a pear liqueur, fucking do it because perfect example, the sangria I'm drinking right now, and obviously, by the time you're listening to this, I, I, I would have posted it on the Instagram page. It's a regular base white sangria where I do in a little bit of vanilla extract. I, you know, some apples, some E&J apple, some apple cider, a little bit of lemon juice. And it was good as it is. You know, added some ginger beer, a little bit of seltzer. Boom. It's it's phenomenal. But I had a little bit of pear liqueur left over uh, from the big batch that I made previously and not enough to actually pour into something and make a difference. So I took my little mason jar with a little bit of pear liqueur I had left over, had the bits of pear, had the bits of vanilla beans still in it, put the sangria in it, and now I'm fucking sipping. Now I'm living my best life. And this is why you hear the top because I'm sipping out of a mason jar, but it's worth it. I'm Because if I poured it out of the mason jar into a glass... I didn't want to run the risk of wasting any sweet, delicious, precious sangria. So that's where I'm at right now. Next up are the spices. This is the fun shit. This is when I I had to post on the, on my Instagram page at cocktails and culture underscore. And I had all my fall spices lined up. And most of that shit is what you're going to dump and your sangria, specifically the fall sangria. Um, anise stars, is that how you pronounce it? Anise, 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 anise stars, anise stars, cloves, cinnamon sticks, vanilla beans, 
put that shit in it. It like you smell and you taste the spices individually and they can be very overpowering. They can be, you know, clothes on their own. It's like, yikes, clothes are, clothes are strong. And these stars kind of gnarly. But when you dump all that shit in a batch and let that shit sit, because that's the one thing for any sangria like I said, um, depending on the complexity of the sangria, there's some going to be really simple. And the simple ones, they are as quick as 30 minutes. And the more complex ones, they are as shit. You may have to actually let them sit for two hours. It all fucking depends. All depends. But letting all these flavors sit together and build, make it's phenomenal like if you can't tell i'm gushing over sangria and i know you a lot of you all are surprised because you've never heard me really talk about sangria before but i am all about it hell another thing that you can opt to do instead of putting everything in a pitcher and letting it sit in the refrigerator for a specific amount of time you can actually make mold wine and mold wine is when you just dump all this shit in a crock pot and let it sit not just specifically the fruit, but if you put just the spices and the wine in the actual crock pot and let it sit for, you know, two, three hours on just the lowest setting and let it just fill the home with that delicious smell and have just a warm mold wine. That's my shit too. I fucks with a, with a mold wine. I'm a good chilly night. Well, in Southern California, it's 60 degrees is chilly but on a on a chilly like fall winter night a mold wine is phenomenal i'm definitely going to make a mold wine as well and post it on the page but as of right now your standard sangria is what i'm giving you so i am i'm all about the sangria if you can't tell so after all that add some sugar apple cider orange juice whatever like you can add an extra juice like in the sangria i'm drinking i added you know a little bit of apple cider just for the fuck of it you may want to add some orange juice for the fuck of it. A little bit of sugar for the fuck of it. There's no legitimate rules except for don't add red and white. But aside from that, ain't no rules to sangria. None whatsoever. I'm telling you. So sangria, sangria, sangria. It's foolproof. It's quick. It's easy depending on the level of difficulty you want. And it's a crowd pleaser. There's not one person you're going to have there's not one time you're going to have people over to your house and say hey you want some sangria and they're going to go oh no no they're going to be like yeah fuck yeah they're going to see the glass they're going to see all the fruits they're going to see the color they're going to smell the aroma and they're going to go for it and when you come home from work have a glass of sangria now obviously because of all the extra fruit and the wine it is going to be a little bit more calorie heavy now i'm pretty sure there is a version of a skinny sangria but it's the fucking holiday season we a little bit more looser. It is. If you can't enjoy the holidays, then I don't know what to tell you. Like, no matter what your fitness goals are, you have to be able to enjoy life for what it is. We have, you know, like, hey, me, my lunches, my meals are a little bit more restricted because of, you know, when I do eat, I go big. But I'm not going to deprive myself of something great when it's november through january get it the fuck in now i've discussed something i had a lot of passion for something that i enjoy and now we're gonna go ahead and get to the fuckery that is ti i hate that when i discuss the culture it's always to address some fuckery like i want to discuss the culture once and it be something like kind of positive but whatever also 
depending on your alcohol tolerance, your sangria can be as mild or as boozy as you fucking want. It can. You can own hey, if you say, you know what, I'm gonna have a bottle of wine, half a cup of brandy, and the rest is fruits and spices, cool. It's gonna be a nice, easy sip. Or you can be like me, Daisy Drunk Pants, and say, you know what? I wanna have a cup and a half of brandy, a bottle of wine, and you know, some more liqueur too. My pear liqueur. Or I have I have some bourbon. I have like uh, I have an apple bourbon that I've been sitting, and I have like a cinnamon apple bourbon. I have a banana bourbon. I'm all about the infused bourbons. I've talked about that briefly on the page, but I think if you guys have more questions or concerns about these infused bourbons, it's just simple. Get a mason jar, throw whatever the fuck you want in the mason jar. I'm getting like loosey goosey, and my mother has addressed my cursing once again in the podcast. And to that, I say figgity fuck so throw it all in and let it sit for up to i believe 72 hours is the minimum time and i love a good infused bourbon banana bourbon cinnamon bourbon apple bourbon it just adds a little bit of extra flavor to your cocktail without you having to add a bunch of extra sugar so definitely dm me if you have any questions about that now back to ti so He was on a podcast. So none of this was like hearsay. He was actually on a podcast and he was actually being interviewed and speaking about his children. And he said about his daughter, Deja, who's now 18, but he said in previous years, right after her birthday, we celebrate and usually like the day after the party. She's enjoying the gifts. I put a sticky note on the door that says 930. After her 16th birthday, he takes her to the OBGYN to check her hymen. He says, look, doc, this is what he says to her doctor after they discuss the HIPAA laws and gets her authorization to release her shit. He says, look, doc, she don't ride no horses. She don't ride no bikes. Eloquent. She don't play no sports. Just check the hymen and give me the results expeditiously. He said, I will say this. As of her 18th birthday, her hymen is still intact. When that motherfucker said he was wild as a Taliban, I thought that was like a good play on words and it rhymed. But no, that motherfucker is really wild, literally as the oppressive fucking Taliban. Okay, so number one, this was no one's business. He had no right to tell anyone any of this. This was not even, it wasn't even his right. It was just for what? Who wants to hear this? Who wants to know that? So that's number one. Like, if you don't want anyone criticizing or critiquing your marriage, your relationship, your parenting, your your professionalism. Stop letting motherfuckers know. We all see those people online. I've said this in previous episodes. If I know all the details of your relationship and that shit doesn't work out, you owe me an explanation because you brought me in so far. So now it's my business. If you don't want other people's opinions, don't give them the opportunity to give their opinion. Not everything is up for public consumption. Mr. Harris believes that his daughter's gyno results in her annual visits with him are of public consumption i know that he's doing this podcast and x y and z but we don't need to sell our people out okay okay cool number two he says as of her 18th birthday her hymen is still intact as if that's a goal she's attained 
as if she should get a fucking cookie for her lack of or maneuverability of intercourse. I don't get it. What what the fuck does she do? Are you proving that your daughter has a hymen that's still intact? Number three. As Planned Parenthood so graciously let him know, because obviously this motherfucker, his knowledge of the female anatomy, especially hymen, I think it goes, it's about as recent as 1950s. If he thinks that's the only way a hymen can be broken or a hymen can't be broken without intercourse. It can be fully whole ass intact and she can still have some whole ass sex. There you go. It's no real indication that's been debunked a long time ago. So what are you talking about? And also, even if she hasn't had vaginal intercourse, who's to say she don't like butt sex? Who's to say she doesn't like oral sex? Let me tell you, I went to high school with the girl freshman year. And in my high school, because back then it was very stereotypical with the jocks and the nerds and the you know the geeks and all that extra shit and there was one freshman girl that was always known as the freshman slut a lot of upperclassmen young guys found the freshman girl who was willing to just do whatever because they don't care and they're pigs and whatever i'm not here to discuss the the problems behind that but this girl was filmed giving fellatio to a guy or guys I forget and when I talked to her about it what she told me was I mean it's not like I can get pregnant by doing that I said well you're right but you still suck a dick on camera I don't understand the uh the logic there but now I get it so yeah did she come out of her freshman year still a virgin technically so I don't understand that thought process. It's wrong from top to bottom. And the biggest, I've seen people defend him for a couple of reasons. The first thing is, he's just an involved father. No, that's not what an, invo- an, an involved father does. That's a very misguided father, and that's a very dangerous father. What a father should do is to empower and to educate That way, when you come of age, because let's be honest, we're all animals. We're all red-blooded beings that we're going to have sexual urges and desires, period. You're not going to be able to stop or prevent that or circumvent that. What he is doing is giving her a fucking complex about sex to where she's placing her value as far as herself on her sexuality. It doesn't matter. You're supposed to have urges and you're supposed to want to have sex. That's not a bad thing. That doesn't make you less of a prize of a woman because you do want to do it or you have done it. His job as a father is to let her know that if you do do it, do it the right way to have value in yourself and in your body. That way that you have it safely and when you want. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. My father, through all his faults, her story time. It was a Friday night. We were leaving a Hollywood video. So we were getting some movies, going to get some pizza. I was in the back seat of the Pathfinder. I found some old chocolates underneath this seat and I was eating them because, you know, I'm an idiot. And I think I was in the eighth grade. My brother was in the seventh. My brother asked my dad what a female condom was. A healthy question. And my father just saying, you know what? This is the fucking time. And he made it 
he made the decision in his mind that he was going to give us that talk right then and there in that car. And not only did he describe in detail what the female condom was, he described what a diaphragm was. He described what spermicide was. He went to detail to so many things that no one ever asked him. No wonder I didn't have sex for a very long time after that. I was like, I'm good. Very, very in-depth, very technical and very honest about it. And the one thing that he said to me was he said, Vertina, you're my daughter. So I know you're not going to wait until you're married to have sex. Didn't know what he meant by that, but whatever. But he said, that's okay. Just make sure when you do, you wear a condom because you are not going to be this bad motherfucker that you're trying to be with babies hanging off your titties, running behind some man who don't want to take care of them. He painted a nice little picture of, you know, teenage single motherhood for me to where I was like, okay, I'm good off that. But once again, it was an educational talk and it was empowering to let me know in that little moment. And this conversation was years ago and him and I never really talked about sex ever since then. But in that small moment, he let me know that if I do have sex, it's going to be okay. And it's not going to be the end of the world. And let me just wear a condom. That's all you got to do. So the fact that T.I. didn't take that approach and is now turning it into some fucking inquisition to where she has to go get it examined. And what's the point? And one person who commented on this and was my mom. And she said it very poignantly. And what if she's not a virgin? Now what? Like, what are you going to do now, Taliban T.I.? You're going to have her dragged into the street, the streets of Atlanta and stone her because she had sex? It's so problematic. It's so problematic. And the fact that she has a whole ass involved ass mother who's letting this shit happen speaks volumes to something else also. There are a lot of people, and I'm pretty sure those who are listening, know some people who are defending this behavior. It's indefensible. There's nothing right about this. Nothing. Period. My father was my father was very involved in my upbringing, and I couldn't fucking imagine him even halfway attempting to do something as toxic as this. The one issue we have as a culture with our women, specifically women of color, specifically black women, is that a lot of them do not have a healthy relationship or a healthy view of sex. You don't. And it's like, it's natural. It's it's going to happen. This is how you should do it the right way. But actually going to get our hymen checked, it's like, I'm surprised you're not going to marry her off for like 18 cows and three chickens. Like that's exactly like you're going to give the fucking her, the guy who's courting her a certificate from the doctor that our hymen isn't checked. It was so disturbing. I don't get it. I did as don't get it. I don't. I had to get it out. It's been plaguing me. Also, apparently, Instagram is starting to remove likes from posts. And I see the benefits of it where there's no more validation or value people can gain from likes. But as someone who creates content, you know, shit, my likes are good... Are, are, are a good way to see what works and what doesn't work like i'm not posting ass cheeks i'm posting cocktails so 
I want to know, okay, well, this didn't work, but this does. I need to post more of these. So I'm going to ask you all that obviously if by any chance you don't have the opportunity to like any post, fucking comment. Let me know what's popping. Let me know what's not working because I'm not doing this for any other reason but to educate and inspire you all or educate and empower. I'm like y'all's daddy. And <laughs> but I am doing it to help, especially around the holiday season because we all are in the business of merrymaking and we want to have a good time. And this page is going to be your go-to for all the cocktails you need for this season. And obviously, if there's something you want to know or there's a cocktail I post and you're feeling it, yo, this is great. This is what's up. Like, I understand there's people, like, there's this weird influx of pop, of, of, of individuals or, or, or of the youth, um, fucking, jeez, of our youth, who specifically, if they don't get a specific amount of likes, they feel away. And when I go back to my personal Instagram page, don't ask me what it is because I'm not going to tell you. But when I go back and look, because I was on Instagram when it first ripped, <coughs> way, 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 way back. And I would have posts and they would have 10, 12 likes. And I didn't think anything of it at all. Which is, here's a bottle of beer, 2012, a bottle of old Rasputin. You know, eight likes. Fuck it. Why not? So I get it. Like, do it for the purity of it, you know? But I know a lot of people's money is going to get fucked up because a lot of companies, their metrics are like, how many likes you get, how many followers you got. And if they can't really say you ain't got this many likes, motherfuckers are, you know, just have people to get real jobs. But I'm joking because creating content is an actual job within itself. Don't let anyone tell you that it isn't. This is, you see how long it's been taking me to give you new episodes of the podcast. So it's challenging, but definitely if you see something you like, definitely comment because I need to know what to give you all because this is all for you. And also it's a passion project. So, oh, fun. Here's a fun thing. I was at work today and one of my coworkers asked me, did I drink? And I said, no, because I'm the type where I'm like, when I'm at work, I'm at work. You know me as employee. When I'm outside of work, who wants to shoot a rifle? So I'm very like, this is who I am. You don't need to know X, Y, and Z. And the coworker said, hey, you know, do you drink? And I said, no. Coworker response, you know what? You strike me as someone who doesn't drink. I can't really picture you drinking. On that note, <laughs> we're going to wrap up this episode. So really, really appreciate you all being patient for me, being just haphazardly lackadaisical and getting these episodes out. But life is life is life is busy and life is good. But I still want to make sure that if you don't get that fix, that weekly fix of the podcast, you're still getting great cocktails on the page. As always, if there's any cocktails you have ideas about, DM me, ask at Fab Fresh Fly, uh, one half of the Bad and Boozy podcast. She is quick to ask me about specific cocktails. She'll make them. She'll get shit faced. She'll curse me out. And then she'll praise my name in the next post. So don't be afraid to hit the DMs. Hey, I'm thinking about getting this. What do you think about this? How does this work? I'm all here for it. I'm all here for it. And all here for us having a very happy holiday season in a booze-filled holiday season. Because when January comes, we all got to dry out and get strapped. I got a wedding to go to in the spring and I got to like shut shit down. So let's make the best out of it. 
uh once again podcast like subscribe subscribe that's so terrible like subscribe follow rate review all that good shit have any questions or concerns dm me at cocktails and culture underscore or at cocktails and culture underscore at gmail.com once again i am here for you and i thank everyone for all of your support i think i'm at like 850 instagram followers now and i'm always giving you updates because i want you to let you know that every single person that follows me that's not a fucking bot is just like it's really i really appreciate it i really do because this is what makes me continue to push and make this page because this page has caused my alcohol consumption to just skyrocket but you know what i'm here to take it for you all so once again thanks a lot for all the support for everything that's been going on and i hope this week is a baller ass fucking week let's get ready to enjoy thanksgiving enjoy some cocktails have fun with the culture peace